No comeback win for the Chicago White Sox on Wednesday night as they fell to the Houston Astros 3-2 on the south side. There were multiple opportunities for the Sox to put more runs on the board, but they fell short. Michael Kopech didn't have the stuff from his previous performance, but he was able to go six innings with limited damage. White Sox need to quickly bounce back because they have a chance to win the series this afternoon with Lucas Giolito on the mound. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, the White Sox out hit the Astros, but could not capitalize with runners in scoring position again. Michael Kopech held his own, but held onto the ball a little too long. And sometimes you just need a good old-fashioned meeting of the minds to get back on track. Uh, State of our White Sox, uh, they are 61-57. and Uh, Now two games back in the AL Central, chasing the Cleveland Guardians uh, with 44 games left to play. But that big three-game series in Cleveland uh, looming. White Sox lost to the Astros 3-2 Wednesday night. It snapped their five-game winning streak. Um, The South Side jerseys, those City Connect jerseys, They were wearing them once again on Wednesday. Those, of course, are the Southside Monday jerseys. Uh, But with the way they played Monday and Tuesday, uh, Kopech must have decided to have the jerseys once again for Wednesday. An electric atmosphere, playoff intensity. It's been that way uh, Monday and Tuesday, and you you saw it on Wednesday once again. A very tough loss. Uh, White Sox had chances Wednesday night. Uh, but now they have a chance to win the series. How many times did you watch the replays, uh, perhaps Monday and Tuesday? The Mankata Magic, uh, Gavin Sheets with his pinch hit, Johnny Cueto's heroics, uh, Liam Hendricks closing things down. You had the feeling it was going to happen again on Wednesday. I was you know, hopeful that maybe there was going to be a split coming into this series, so We had that already. Uh, Sacks won Monday and Tuesday, of course. Uh, So now you're kind of playing with house money, at least in my mind uh, as a fan. But why not? Why not try to go for a series win, maybe even a sweep? You know, you had those comeback wins, late game drama. Haven't seen it all year up until this series. The Mankata Magic bullpen has been outstanding. 
Uh, it just didn't happen uh, on Wednesday. Uh, Gavin Sheets had a pinch hit opportunity. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. But uh, this is Gavin Sheets talking about his big pinch hit from Tuesday night. And you get a sense that the team is recognizing what's going on here. There's, there's a change. Uh, this was Gavin Sheets's quote. You kind of get a little bit of a routine. It's kind of like being a reliever. You know there's a chance in the eighth and ninth. There's a chance for a big at bat. You just kind of get ready for the moment and embrace it. Uh, winning has been fun. It's been a lot of fun, Sheets said. There's an energy in here. We know what's at stake. Uh, and Gavin Sheets there talking a little bit about how he's almost become this go-to pinch hitter. Uh, that's kind of been his role. He seems to really embrace it, getting into a mindset uh, it does feel different. I mean, DHing is different. Players have talked about that over the years, how it's weird coming off the bench. You're not playing out in the field. You're just hitting. And it's got to be a bizarre uh, switch to be a pinch hitter. So interesting quote there from uh, Gavin Sheets. Prior to Wednesday's game, uh, we found out that the White Sox placed the legend Larry Garcia on the 10-day injured list with a lower back strain and recalled infielder Romy Gonzalez from AAA Charlotte. Uh, Romy Gonzalez was slashing uh, 232, 312, and 754 in Charlotte. Uh, where has Luis Robert been? Talk of inflammation. He got a shot in his wrist. He was not in the starting lineup. Uh, we did eventually see him later in the game. Uh, kind of in an interesting situation, I'll be honest. Uh, hoping to see him maybe in the starting lineup uh, Thursday, but we were not promised uh, anything. Uh, Sox record now without Tim Anderson, talking about injuries. The Sox are now 7-4 and four, uh, without Tim Anderson and with A.J. Pollock taking a bulk of those leadoff uh, spots. Uh, and some interesting, uh, you know, interesting player development around uh, MLB. A lot of, you know, players at this point uh, – Guys are getting DFA'd. You know, other teams are, are picking them up. Well, the Oakland Athletics DFA'd shortstop Elvis Andrews um, uh, just, just on Wednesday afternoon. And it's really interesting with the injury to Lurie Garcia. And, you know, Lenin Sosa is, is not ready yet. Sox need some help in the middle infield, especially since Tim Anderson might not come back till late September if he comes back. Uh, and here's a guy that, you know, he's slashing 237, 301, 373, and 106 games. Uh, nothing crazy, but still some better numbers than uh, guys like Garcia. Uh, eight home runs, 30 RBIs. I think he could be a defensive upgrade. be interesting to see if the Sox kick the tires on that, uh, bringing him in. Uh, would be helpful. He's, I'm sure, had some experience playing with Josh Harrison, of course, during the Oakland days. Daryl Van Scoven from the Chicago Sun-Times had an interesting uh, tweet, and, and there were a bunch of other journalists that jumped all over this, uh, was reading this Wednesday afternoon before the game, uh, talking about how there was a big meeting amongst some players. Uh, maybe you heard about this. After that Kansas City series, uh, last week, of course, Sox only won one of the games in that series. It felt like the Sox hit rock bottom. Uh, and Daryl Van Scoven 
uh, he uh, tweeted that there was a leadership group of eight to 10 players that met after the Kansas City series uh, back here in Chicago uh, to make sure we are all united on the same page, Liam Hendricks said. The message of the entire thing was positivity. Meeting was apparently called and attended by Tony LaRussa. It seems to have worked out the last little bit, Hendricks said. Uh, Jose Abreu emphasized to others during the meeting that the importance of not expecting success based on the past, obviously re uh, referring to how the Sox won the division uh, last year uh, so easily. And maybe Sox players thinking coming into this year it was going to be the same thing. Uh, Hendricks went on to say that Johnny Cueto questioning the team's fire held a lot of weight in the clubhouse. Uh, they sure played that way Monday and Tuesday. There was a difference there. You felt it. Uh, and Wednesday, hey, they had opportunities. And Michael Kopech, uh, he was serviceable. Uh, but I'm going to tell you why. I think he will have a different approach uh, in his next start. More on that in a moment. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Eh, but you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? Uh, and even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Coming into the game, Michael Kopech, uh, he was riding high off of that uh, great start uh, last Friday against Detroit. Uh, he, of course, was pulled after six innings through 85 pitches. That number is kind of important to remember throughout this episode. Uh, and he had a no-hitter at the time. We discussed all the the situations in a previous episode, as I'm sure you talked with other Sox fans in your life, uh, what could have maybe been, but all's well that ends well. Uh, Sox won that game uh, and Kopech understood the situation. Uh, Kopech faced the Houston Astros on June 19th of this year. He took the loss. Uh, Kopech went five innings pitched, seven hits, four runs, uh, two home runs, and they were in the Crawford boxes. So if you're familiar with that area in the Houston ballpark, uh, you'd say, eh, I'm not too worried about those home runs. Uh, he pitched pretty well. It seemed like he was happy with that outing uh, when you think back uh, to June 19th. So here we are in the first inning Wednesday night. Kopech walks Jose Altuve on four straight pitches. Uh, he had some issues with the command early on. Uh, comes right back, though, and, and strikes out Guriel. Uh, now, Altuve took off for second base, uh, and Kopech stepped off, and uh, Romy Gonzalez could not handle the throw. Uh, this became a problem in the inning as Altuve 
Uh, he went ahead and stole third base on Kopech. No throw from Yasmani Grandal. Astros definitely had scouted Kopech and what he does, and Steve Stone talked about it throughout the game. Michael Kopech's inability to keep runners close, holds on to the baseball far too long, uh, doesn't throw over, doesn't vary up, there's no slide step, and the Astros took advantage of it early. Uh, Astros uh, had a sack fly from Alvarez. It was quickly one nothing Houston without even recording a hit. Uh, that was completely manufactured runs, and uh, you know good teams will do that. Uh, that was, unfortunately, the difference maker right there. Uh, second inning, A.J. Pollock took care of the first two outs. Mancata handled the third, a nice one, two, three inning uh, from Kopech. Third inning, a situation where Mancata seemingly forgot how many outs there were uh, in the inning. It did not result in any damage, thankfully. Another fairly quick inning for Kopech, 40 pitches after three innings. Uh, fourth inning, uh, there was some trouble. Uh, Alvarez and Tucker got on second and third with only one out. Another sack fly, this time for Mancini. It's 2-0 Astros. Uh, Kopech having some command issues, missing high with the fastball. After another walk, uh, McCormick took an outside pitch to right field. Another run scored. It was 3-0 Houston. Uh, when it was all said and done, a 28-pitch inning for Michael Kopech. Fifth inning saw a little bit of traffic. Uh, a lot was made about Kopech's inability to hold runners on once again, uh, but a clean inning possibly as last as Joe Kelly was warming up. Uh, now sixth inning comes around, and there are 85 pitches on Kopech's arm as he entered the sixth. That was the same amount when he was removed after six innings of no-hit baseball during his last start. Kind of interesting that he was kept in. And Kopech only threw five pitches in the sixth. Definitely looked stronger, more confident as the game went on. Kopech's final line, six innings, five hits, three runs, uh, two walks, only two strikeouts. His ERA sits at 3.25 uh, through 90 uh, pitches. Seventh inning, Joe Kelly then did come in. Lively arm. He's got some nasty stuff, but I'm telling you, he is incredibly slow to home plate. I don't remember him being this slow in previous appearances. Wednesday night, uh, he was like a human rain delay. Uh, maybe there was some gamesmanship when Altuve was up, uh, but he rocked him to sleep eventually with a nasty breaking ball. Clean inning from Kelly. Uh, Justin Diekman in the eighth. A nice inning from him, and he fielded his position, kept it a one-run game. Uh, Ronaldo Lopez in the ninth, got some good defensive behind him. Bullpen was outstanding once again on Wednesday. They had three innings, zero hits, and zero runs. Oh, that clutch White Sox hitting. Where is it, especially with the bases loaded? It has been a nightmare this season, and I'm going to tell you why that painful inability cost them the game on Wednesday. More on that in a moment. Did you know that the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? The liver is the body's metabolic furnace. It's responsible for flushing out harmful toxins and igniting your fat-burning metabolism. But thanks to modern diets rich in unhealthy processed foods and constant exposure to thousands of man-made and environmental toxins, 
Most of us have overworked livers, but now it's easy to rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver-boosting super nutrients, all of which work together to wake up a sluggish liver and turn it into a toxin-flushing and fat-burning machine. No more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, no more feeling tired and low on energy all the time. And best of all, Liver Health Formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long-term. As a listener of our show, you can try Liver Health Formula risk-free today and get a free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Curb Fit is a safe and all-natural appetite suppressant, making it easy to say no to naughty foods. This makes it the perfect complement to Liver Health Formula. Go to liver, go to getliverhealth.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that's getliverhealth.com slash MLB to try liver health formula completely risk-free and claim your free bottle of Curb Fit with your order. Sox were facing Framber Valdez, uh, a lefty on the mound for Houston. Uh, Sox faced him back in June. Valdez got the win as he went six innings, uh, gave up eight hits, and three runs. Uh, Framber Valdez is two and one uh, heading into Wednesday's game with an ERA of 3.68 and 18 strikeouts and four appearances against the White Sox in his career. So the Sox have got some video. They they have seen Valdez uh, first inning. Uh, he had a nasty breaking ball working and Sox hitters just could not lay off of it. Uh, Valdez is a ground ball pitcher, not a good combination uh, for the White Sox. Uh, second inning, nothing happening, nothing even hit in the air, but really no surprise there as the Sox uh, haven't hit a homer in a while. Uh, third inning, Sox looking for their first hit, and with one out, Romy Gonzalez just called up, crushes a double over the right fielder's head. Uh, the Valdez breaking ball continues, though, to be a problem. Pollock struck out in a 90-mile-per-hour changeup. Big opportunity for Andrew Vaughn. He grounds to second end of the inning. Uh, here it was the big uh, potential game-changer here in the fourth. A lot of focus and discipline by the White Sox. Got to give them credit. It's something I haven't seen in a while. Uh, Sox entered the inning down by three, uh, which wasn't really a big deal because we've seen this all series long. Sox coming from behind. Uh, hopefully they could give Kopech a breather because it was a long top half for him. Aloy uh, Jimenez rips one up the middle to lead things off. Abreu walks. Very nice discipline uh, from Abreu laying off those Valdez curveballs. So you got two on, nobody out for Monday and Tuesday night's hero, Yoan Mancada, and he delivered once again, Mercy taking a breaking ball down the third baseline. Aloy scores, Abreu to third, and Mancada to second. It's 3-1 Houston. Uh, don't stop now, right? Yasmani Grandal needs a productive at-bat. Uh, Valdez really lost his command there all of a sudden. Uh, Grandal walks, so you got the sacks packed with socks. Nobody out. Harrison, Josh Harrison hits into a double play. However, another run did score, so it's 3-2 Houston. 
Angle struck out. Uh, it was good to get a few there, but the Sox missed out uh, on a wonderful opportunity to make it hurt, and that will go and that will haunt them the rest of the game. Uh, fifth inning, Aloy had some morning track power to left, but no damage. Uh, sixth, August Abreu leads off with a single on an 0-2 count. Uh, Mancata Magic, could it happen? Uh, not that inning. Mancata hits into a double play. Uh, Yaz did keep things going with a base hit. Uh, Valdez induces another ground ball as Harrison rolled one to a shortstop to end the inning. Uh, seventh, getting into that late game drama area here for the White Sox. Uh, what do the Sox have left in the tank? You're probably asking. Trailing only by one at this point. Uh, Valdez was still in the game. Uh, Angle took advantage of Guriel missing a fly ball in foul territory and gets on with a single to center field. Excellent speed aboard. And then Angle breaks up a potential double play with a slide that you just do not see uh, very often these days. A ball hit by Gonzalez, so he's on first with Pollock up. And A.J. Pollock hits into a double play. No chance for Romy to break that one up. Uh, eighth inning, that magical inning. Uh, Stanek comes in out of the Astros' bullpen. Uh, Sox have not hit a home run yet in the series. Uh, they had their two, three, four hitters up. Vaughn grounded out. Aloy walked. Robert, Luis Robert sighting. He comes in to pinch run. Interesting situation, I think, because uh, you know he did get injured stealing. If you're wondering if maybe we, they wanted the, the speed to perhaps get on to second. Uh, Abreu was up. Stanek pumping it at 99 miles per hour. Abreu had an infield single, his second hit of the night. So you got two on, one out. Base hit will tie it up. The magic man, Yoan Mankata, is up. Can he do it again? Mankata struck out looking. Fastball outside corner. And then Yasmani Grandal pops out to the catcher in foul territory to end the threat. Ninth inning, Sacks go rather quietly. Harrison grounds out. Sheets does come into pinch hit, but he struck out. And Romy Gonzalez. Uh, struck out to end the game. Sacks offense, two runs, eight hits, four walks, nine strikeouts, two extra base hits, but zero home runs for the third game. Sacks were one for eight with runners in scoring position, and that base is loaded, nobody outblown opportunity in the fourth uh, to score more runs. It just wasn't their night. Uh, Sacks hit into three double plays. Uh, Pollock had a rough night, had a rough couple of nights. Uh, A.J. Pollock was 0 for 4 Tuesday night and another rough one on Wednesday, 0 for 4. Uh, Sox have an opportunity, though. They can win this series uh, looking for a solid start. A quality start would be nice out of Lucas Giolito, and hopefully maybe the Sox can bring some power, take three of four from the Astros. Thank you, folks, so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen to Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team. And the biggest stories around the league, 
Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I will recap Lucas Giolito's outing and hopefully be talking about a series win for our White Sox. Really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski, and until next time, go Sox!